The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, I hope you're uh, nice and cool wherever you are. Uh, we're going through uh, our second heat wave. It's kind of like the second COVID wave, although I think we're just at the tail of COVID-1. I don't know. I've seen too much of that news. I don't know what to make out, out of any of it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, high and dry, safe and sound here uh, in the Midwest. And uh, got some two cool guests on. It's going to be the tale of two Toms, I guess you might say. And uh, that would be none other than Tom Lamara and Tom Law. As you know, uh, 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 Tom Lamara, uh, former uh, editor, news editor of the Blood Horse. He now represents pretty much the whole Mid-Atlantic region. But if you know Tom, you'll know that he hails from no other place than New Jersey. And all eyes are going to be on New Jersey at Monmouth Park this week. And... Um, there are five graded stakes races. People are going to be eating that up. And uh, I know I will be. And uh, Authentic has got to punch his card to the Kentucky Derby in the TVG Haskell grade one million dollars on the line. And it didn't draw a real big field. So I don't know if they're afraid of authentic or people are looking at other options for their their derby points races. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, authentic uh, looks to be the one to beat in there. And as you know, Baffert has won this race, I think, a half a dozen times. He's pretty amazing. So uh, I'll be breaking down the, uh, the Monmouth Park card with uh, Tom Lamara. Looking forward to that. It's just a, it's a fantastic card. Uh, you'll be able to pay, play pick fives, pick fours, pick threes, whatever you do like. And then uh, we're also going to have on the show Tom Law, who I'm probably taking away from his work at the Saratoga Special. Now, the Saratoga Special, I got my first edition in my inbox today. Things uh, definitely... Uh, a little bit different so we're going to ask uh, Tom you know what it's like from his perspective I mean when you look at the Saratoga special it looks like everything's pretty much uh, you know a as was but then you look at photos and the stands are empty so Tom's going to tell us about the coverage of 20th season of the Saratoga special and how it's uh, being specially distributed and uh it looks like it's still being uh, treated as, as though uh, everything was normal. And we all know that this year is far from it. But uh, so th that's, that's where we're at with that. Now, it, 
don't know where what I start with the big news of the week. Well, I, I guess it, it uh, has to do with drugs, but it's a drug that uh, is you can buy over the counter. It's lidocaine, uh, the the salon pass. Believe me, that stuff works good. But anyhow, he's getting 15 day suspension, but charlatan and gamine are being disqualified for this lidocaine uh, positive. So uh, it looks like Charlton lost all those derby points. And at that point in time, Gamine was uh, an allowance horse. So uh, they'll both be disqualified from their wins and all purse monies will be redistributed. So, uh, it was revealed last week that the split samples came back. What they're saying is there was a groom that did have the salon pass and had applied it. It's kind of like a, oh, you know, about a four by six uh, Band-Aid that you put on whichever part of your body is uh, uh, feeling irritable or painful. And they're saying that it was probably after he had put it on somewhere along the lines, he touched the horses and... I guess everything gets into your system, so they're they're out. So it looks like uh, uh, Basin, who was most recently was tenth in the Toyota Bluegrass, now gets 100 Derby qualifying points with uh, Governor Morris getting 40, winning impression 20, and a new Dior 10. And uh, Basin's Connections had previously announced that it had been taken out of consideration for the Derby, going to shorten up in distance. So uh, Charlatan, meanwhile, he was sidelined in June to an ankle issue. So uh, the barn that was once loaded with a whole lot of three-year-olds is getting a little bit uh, thinner. And uh, so uh, it means that that neck victory in that allowance race was over speech who was a decisive winner of the grade one Ashland uh, this past Saturday. And uh, then Gamine would go on to take Belmont's grade one acorn by 18 and three quarters lengths. So uh, let's face it, folks, uh, you're not supposed to use lidocaine on a horse within so many days of racing. And uh, rules is rules, even for Bob Baffert. Well, uh, it was hard to keep up with all the cancellations, but Delmar is canceling racing after 15 jockeys had came up COVID positive. So um, they all have to take some time off. So it's basically... You know, it's just, uh, you know, concern for everybody's health uh, that's going into these decisions. Nobody's punishing racing or anybody in particular. But anyhow, they canceled their next three days, and it looks like they probably won't resume until uh, a week from Friday, the 24th. And uh, by that time, all the jockeys would have not ridden for – the period that's needed to be cleared plus of course they'll have to be cleared again um but so none of the jockeys exhibited symptoms when they arrived at del mar and then when they got tested all of a sudden 
up pop the positives. And so anyhow, the meet that everybody been waiting for so much, Delmar, uh, is, is going to be uh, on the shelf for a little while. Uh, the uh, summer meet at Ellis Park is underway. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the bluegrass here in a minute, but uh, Art Collect who is trained by Tommy Drury, um, who has been a guest on this show many times, got the job done and punched his ticket to the Kentucky Derby. All right, I'm going to have to start getting some race results because we have had so much uh, good racing that we've got to stay uh, on, on top of it. And I want to remind everybody, go to winningponies.com and pull down those easy win forms. We killed it again this week. But just today up at Saratoga, the first graded stakes race won by a trainer friend of mine who's been on the show before, none other than Tim Ham, with day out of the office uh, two for two now, a daughter of Into Mischief. So congratulations to Tim Ham. Uh, get, gets a grade three stakes win. And this horse was powerful. Junior Alvarado uh, was riding. As you know, the other thing about this COVID craziness, as I digress, is that the Jackies are pretty much uh, locked into their meat. Whichever meat they decide to stay at is is where they're going to have to stay. And uh, and uh, again, going back to Ellis, uh, so Jackies are going to have to figure out where they're going to go. Because if we announced last week that Julian Le Peru was going to be racing at Ellis. We pretty much think that... Uh, after looking at his mounts for the next couple of weeks, they're probably going to commit to Saratoga. But I do believe that Florent Giroux uh, says he has to see what horses we're getting on. But I would think there's more chance of riding at Ellis Park. Well, I better giddy up and go because I'm getting the knock on the window here. Um, so anyhow, day out of the office takes the Schuylerville. Congratulations to uh, Tim Ham. The Peter Pan was run today and it was country grammar up by a neck over Caracaro who looked good. I read Ortiz just snuck through the inside. Caracaro took the lead and country grammar came back to get up by a neck. It was a great race. Now on Friday uh, at Keeneland, they had the Beaumont. The winner in there was four graces who went wire to wire uh, for uh, uh, Julian Le Peru. Well, probably if this horse stays in Kentucky, he won't be able to ride it if he's going up to Saratoga unless Ian Wilkes decides to enter it there. But this horse is now four for five. <laughs> lifetime and and takes the grade three Beaumont then it was the grade one makers mark mile what a race raging bull was favored but breaking from the outside number 10 post position was war of will yes that last year's preakness derby winner he's now a grade one winner on turf and dirt uh mark cassie took the blinkers off a beautiful ride by tyler gaffleone had a break from the 10 holy moved him right up there stayed in third uh most of the way and just held on he shouldn't say held on i just 
was urged and caught long shot parlor at the wire and right behind was raging bull then the toyota bluegrass like i said art collector a horse that i picked on the show last week who i said is getting better uh trained by my friend tommy drury ridden by my friend brian hernandez gets the job done gets a hundred points looks like they are going to the derby might have one race in between uh Let's see what else we can squeeze in here while time allows. Uh, new track record in the Central Bank Ashland. And Speech, as we mentioned earlier, got home on top at 4-1, to one, ran past the favorite Venetian Harbor. Speech trained by Michael McCarthy comes in from the West Coast to take home the Grade 1 Ashland. And then... Uh, Another track record. Well, this is the difference between riding, running in the spring and running when, when it's hot weather out. Uh, though that track was hard. The, the turf course was fast. Uh, another new track record for five and a half furlongs uh, on the turf and uh, breaking uh, from the far, far outside. It was a rusty Arnold Exacta, and he got it done with Leinster on top of totally boss who put in a great rally uh let's see the madison it was a grade one got to squeeze it in and the winner in here garana what a comeback uh she was passed in the stretch and came back uh to to win the race and it was the 100th grade one win for trainer Chad Brown. Congratulations to him. All right, that's all the top news from last week. we got to come back, and after a break, we're going to be talking to one of the two Toms. Stay right there. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll free. 1 866 472 5788. Or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. 
Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and I guess I you hear me say this a lot, but one of my favorite guests of all time, and uh, he's always a good uh, coming on the show with me when I need him for the big races. Uh, none other than Tom Law. And this morning I had, it was like, kind of like Christmas. I turned my computer on and there was the Saratoga special celebrating its 20th season. Tom, welcome back. I'm glad the tradition has continued. John, it's uh, great to be here. I'm glad to uh, be on again this year that this, this, my appearance on your show, right? Prior to Saratoga, I guess we kind of started today, but uh, is uh, continuing in a in a day and age when everything has been disrupted. But I'm glad to still be on, and uh, like you said, I'm glad that we are still producing the Saratoga special, and we're rolling. So we got issue one done, and we're working on issue number two right now for Saturday. And uh, and I really appreciate you t- taking the time. I I know you're very busy, but uh, once again, if I didn't know what was going on with, that's going on, I'd never know it from reading the Saratoga special, because it's still full of excellent Todd Marks photos. Uh, you've got your by the numbers section in there. Uh, you've got your names of the day, which is always uh, it's something I, I read all the way, and. Uh, you know, and then it was, it's just like, uh, uh n- nothing's changed, you know? I mean, uh, you had yeah. the, the, it's kind of a uh, sad story in a way with Jimmy Toner not coming up and stuff, but, um, but, yeah. but you know, you, you, you got the t- tour from an upstate New York guy by the name of Engelhart. Jeremiah yeah. was this one. I keep telling him he's spelling our name wrong, but, uh, he doesn't listen. Yeah. To me. You're, you're kind of like Ken sort of Ken, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're both from upstate New York. I got to talk to her sometime. You know, yeah. how, you know how names get misspelled. I mean, hell, mine's misspelled on diplomas I have. So, you know, yeah. it, it does happen. Blame on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Tom, you, you, you wrote one of the lead stories. And, again, you know how much I admire this guy, Todd Marks, as a photographer myself. And he's he's done so much good work. Again, you don't notice that there's nobody there and the sunrise pictures and the picture of the grandstand with the lights. But um, you did the lead story. Spectator free racing looms as racing's best meet arrives in 2020. I do believe, and we didn't have this answer a couple of weeks ago, uh, that at least they are letting the – the horse owners come in and watch the workouts and, and uh, view the races? Uh, yes. So they made a, the New York state, uh, racing and gaming commission made a, I'm not sure if that's the official name of it, but they made a, uh, ruling yesterday to allow that. Um, they're going to have some stipulations where owners can come in. They can have a group of, you know, of eight people kind of come with them and, and be allowed to come in when their horses are running and then, kind of leave after they run. I think it's sort of similar to what they did in Kentucky from what I from what I understand. And, you know, so that, that'll add a little bit of uh, quote unquote crowd to the race day experience. But uh, as 
as you said, it was uh, today. It was it was spectator free, and it was uh, it was uh, unlike any Saratoga I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, um, you know, as somebody that grew up here in Saratoga, it was uh, a much different experience than I've ever you know seen. I guess I guess I just said that. I'm sorry to sort of harp on that, but it feels like that. Everybody that I talked to, all the horsemen, all of the, you know, racing participants, the jockeys, uh, all have very similar sentiments about uh, what today was like. Uh, I'm going to write a sort of a day in the life of Saratoga, what it was like on opening day 2020. That's going to go in Saturday's paper. Uh, I, I say paper, we're a digital edition, and we can get into that a little bit, but uh it, it, it was it was like none other. I mean, I went to the Belmont Stakes, so I experienced sort of spectator-free racing. But to have it here in my hometown of, of Saratoga, a place that you know, I just texted somebody earlier today. I said it's uh, you know it's part of my soul, and uh, it, it was very strange to say the least. I think the the words to try to describe it are are very difficult. But uh, in a lot of ways, it was great that that racing did go on here in Saratoga and it was, you know, in, in some ways when I was watching the racing, you kind of were like, you were tuned in and you were watching the racing and it didn't seem all that much different than, than usual until maybe the race was over and horses were coming back to the winter circle. And there was, a, there was an inquiry and there was disqualification and there was no noise. And it was very different than what you might normally experience at, a normal day at Saratoga or a normal day at really any racetrack. But, uh, you know, normal is kind of thrown out the window in 2020 coronavirus pandemic. Um, but, but, uh, but it was, it was interesting to be out there to say the least. Now, Tom, obviously they recognize the significance of the Saratoga special and, and you and your staff members are still allowed access to the backstretch and to the racing, I trust. Yes. So uh, the, the New York Racing Association has kind of put together some plans to allow uh, limited access by members of the media. Um, the, the, the access for the day uh, of the races is probably a little bit broader uh, than the access that we have in the morning. I want to say that in the morning, there's probably maybe six to eight members of the media that are out there in the mornings. And I'm, I'm not sure if that number includes photographers, but uh, that includes, you know, a couple guys from the local uh, newspapers that are out there in the morning. Of course, the Saratoga Special Daily Racing Forum has a couple guys out there, uh, but, but it's not much. Um, and, you know, there's no owners on the grounds really in the morning. There hasn't been up until now. I think there's going to be a, li- a plan for limited owners to come and watch the horses train. You know, so, you know, we see this as, you know, it's a bad situation and uh, unfortunate for everybody. But we're, we're, we're here for the industry, um, you know, not to be a, a, a big cheerleader for us. But, you know, like we've had people say to us, you know, maybe, maybe now you guys are more important than ever. You can kind of bring the the scene and the the sights and the sounds and the <laughs> maybe not the smells, but that's a little harder to to, to people to people's minds uh, through the Saratoga Special. And and you know we're trying our best to do that. Um, you know it's very hard to 
to do. Um, but we're doing our best, and it's uh, you know we got one issue in the books uh, opening day. We got another one Saturday that we're working on, uh, and it's great to have the access, and I can still go out and see horses train, and kind of still do the same kind of stories that that we do with uh, you know maybe the obscure stories or the big time stories, and I, I like to think that our connections over the years have helped enhance our coverage of Saratoga. Okay, now. Um... Explain to me, if you will, is there a print edition that you still yep. deliver to the folks on the backstretch and make available to what townspeople want to read about it and mm-hmm. then go home and watch on TV? Yeah, so unfortunately, we do not have a print edition uh, this year. We um, made the decision, you know, this is a conversation that Sean and Joe Clancy and I had all throughout the spring, you know particularly in, in maybe April, May, June, as we led into Saratoga. And um, an, an anticipating a, a downturn maybe in some uh, advertising revenue that we generate, uh, you know, our printing costs are, are, are big. Are, they're our biggest expense, um, without a doubt. So we couldn't really guarantee that we had the revenue there to, to do a print edition. If we had maybe dedicated to do it, 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 it could have been difficult and it could have jeopardized us down the road in the future. So we made the decision uh, to go digital only. So we have a, a two time a week schedule, Wednesdays and Saturdays of the Saratoga special. Uh, you can download it at this is or at the Saratoga special.com uh, on those days. Um, but and, and, and we decreased our print schedule. We, we did 34 issues last year. We're doing 17 this year. So half as many issues, but I like to say that half as many issues, but twice as good a content. So we have a little bit more time to kind of do some of these issues than we normally do. We don't have to turn them around uh, on, you know, four or five hours notice after the races are run and sort of put out an edition for, say, Friday morning. Um, we have a little bit of time to sort of digest what happened today on opening day, and we also have time to do cover the races tomorrow and put it in that Saturday edition. That Saturday edition is going to also have previews of the big races that are going on on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, Saratoga has really become super weekend-loaded over the years, so it sort of seemed natural. And then that Wednesday edition is going to look like, you know, maybe like what the trade publication back in the old days used to look like when they had like this, you know, four, 5,000 word coverage of some of these awesome stakes that were going on all over the country. We're kind of going to take that same approach where we're going to be at the races on Saturday, cover the races on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Monday, where we were following up with owners, breeders, trainers, going to see the horses the next day, you know, how was that race for this horse and, and, and meeting those horses and saying, here's, here's the horse that won the coaching club, American Oaks. And she's, she's going on to the Kentucky Oaks and this is what she's all about. So it, it really kind of falls into what I think falls into our strength, which is, you know, really our connections and our relationships with the owners, the trainers, the breeders, the horsemen and, and, and putting it out there like that. You know, it's very unfortunate that we can't have it every day all around town uh, because I know people love it. Um, but, you know, 
it was, uh, we would print, you know, anywhere from 5,000 to 7,500 copies of that a day. And, you know, 60 to 70% of those papers would be distributed in the grandstand and clubhouse and the stable area. And, and, you know, the stable area this year is a lot different than it has been ever before. It's, it's really only essential personnel, trainers, assistant trainers, grooms, hot walkers, and they love the paper. And we really wish we could, could bring that to them. Uh, and we plan to again, so we're going to be back, but, uh, we're here this year just in a little bit different form and we're going to keep it rolling. And hopefully we've already done one issue that was fairly well received and we're already working on the second one. So we're going to go all the way through, uh, Labor Day weekend and even beyond. So we're going to have a Kentucky Derby day edition, which is kind of cool. We've never really done that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're excited for that, and we're actually going to do a, 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 a one week after the Derby uh, edition as well, like September 12th, I think, which will have all our Derby coverage, post Saratoga coverage, post uh, Phasing Tipton, Kentucky shifted yearling sale coverage from the Saratoga sales that were moved to Kentucky, and also probably some Keeneland September yearling sale coverage as well. So all part of our... Uh, you know, shift in what we're doing. Um, you know, I heard a thing on the radio today. It was talking about businesses and how businesses deal with the pandemic and how they're dealing with adversity. And you can either sort of shrink from it or you can sort of rise to the occasion. I like to think that maybe we did that and we're trying to expand our business a little bit uh, against, against you know, troubled waters and trying times, but uh, hopefully providing the industry and racing fans with some content that they really enjoy. You know, I was really happy, you know, cause sometimes egos get in the way or tradition gets in the way, uh, that Naira was able to, uh, massage the schedule to make sure yeah. that the best three year old in the countries could still compete in the midsummer Derby that will be run before the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so they could get those horses there and give them enough breathing time. Uh, Cause I'm guessing you'll, we'll see for several of them in, in, in the gate on September 5th. Um, I, I think it was just mm-hmm. a wise decision of Naira to kind of be flexible with their big races so that they could, you know, get into the Oaks or Derby. Absolutely. I mean, they did it. They did a, you know, I hats off to the racing office for what they did to create kind of a state schedule and to maintain the state schedule of Saratoga. I mean, John, you know, uh, through the years, it's, it's changed a lot. Obviously it's gone from a little four, sort of four week meet. We call it little four week meet. It was 24 days back in the, back in the day when, when you and I were, you know, just knee high to a grasshopper. But, uh, and now it's of course 40 days and they got, I mean, 60, 70 something stakes. But, you know, shifting the Travers to, uh, to the, you know, about a month out from the Kentucky Derby at the same time, you know, moving the Whitney around a little bit, moving the Alabama around a little bit, but sort of maintaining like, you know, Saratoga is all about tradition. But at the same time, you need to be kind of smart and sort of adjust to the current landscape. And I think that they work a little bit with Keeneland on uh, some of the stakes that they had. They kind of looked at some of the races that had already been run uh, at Churchill Downs and around the country and really adjusted their schedule. And, you know, it, 
hate to say it's sort of fortuitous for Saratoga, but like, because nothing is really fortuitous in today's day and age. It's just very strange, but we have, you know, it, we're, we're very fortunate that we have the best three-year-old in the country that's based on the grounds, you know, in, in tis the law who, who would have probably been the favorite for the Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, debatable. I think he, he probably would have won the Kentucky Derby if it was in May. Uh, obviously won the Belmont stake, uh, shifted, adjusted, shortened, whatever, but is now, and is still probably the favorite for the Kentucky Derby on September 5th, but he's going to run the Travers, which is a prep race now, a mile and a quarter prep race for a mile and a quarter classic race. I mean, what could be better than that, right? I mean, like, (laughs) you want to talk about a great situation, and and I got it, like, where I'm, I'm standing here today in Saratoga, in my house in Saratoga, uh, I am three-quarters of a mile from the racetrack, you know? I mean, like, how lucky can I be? I mean, it would be it would be quite a journey to get there right now because we're having one of these Saratoga thunderstorms right now that are very famous. Um, yes. <laughs> which is only appropriate on opening day. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean... I, I, the show goes on in Saratoga. We got the Derby. We have the Kentucky Derby favorite in Saratoga running at the Saratoga meet, but the Derby hasn't been run yet. How crazy is that? It, it it is crazy, and what's also crazy is the um, I, I'm not sure what the word is, but uh, the <laughs> the the isolation of the jockeys in that. Yeah. Make yeah. up your mind, guys. You're going to you're going to ride here or are you going to ride at Ellis or are you going to ride at Delmar? Because mm-hmm. once you pick mm-hmm. a place, you're pretty much staying there in case unless you've got 15 days to spare. Yeah. And I don't want to like I don't want to pile on those guys because they're they work as hard as anybody in the game. And these guys are the best professionals that there are. But uh, for them to be moving around as much as they were. Maybe that was a, a, a tad careless, um, and, you know, and, and I'm glad that the track has sort of stepped up and said, let's try to lock this down. I mean, we obviously have a lot of problems going on in our country, and uh, to have these guys moving around uh, obviously puts everybody at risk, puts their colleagues at risk, puts horsemen at risk, puts, you know, people in their communities at risk. Um, so we, they, I, I think, Rightly so. They kind of, you know, ratcheted that down. Uh, we had a story in our paper today, uh, in, our, in our debut issue today, about Mike Smith. You know, Mike Smith being like, man, this just crushes my summer. Um, a guy like that comes to Saratoga and just, you know, <laughs> you know, picks off these grade ones that he comes here for, million-dollar races, you know, million-dollar Mike or big-money Mike that they call him. Uh, so that's unfortunate for guys like that, but you know they made the right decision. I think you know let's let's, let's try to keep things put, uh, keep everybody staying put, keep it in one place, try to limit the exposure. Let's not travel around and let's kind of hopefully get back to where we were uh, a few months or a few weeks ago with the flattening of the curve and trying to deal with this uh, coronavirus pandemic for sure. All right. Now, Tom, 
I was blessed because I probably signed up with you or whatever uh, to have the Saratoga special in my inbox when I when I woke up yep. this morning. What do our listeners need to do to uh, to get regular sure. communications with the Saratoga special? Sure. So there's a couple different ways. Um, you can go to our website, which is thisishorseracing.com, or you can also go to our sort of side website, which will take you to the same place, which is thesaratogaspecial.com. And there's, you'll find a link on that website to sign up for our newsletter. So you can sign up for our newsletter, and you will get an email blast. Probably Joe Clancy does it, and, I mean, he's the best. I mean, he probably does it minutes after the whole PDF goes live, and he posts it on our website. So you're going to get that. You're going to get an email blast. Ideally, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. But, you know, last night we were a little bit late because it was our first issue. Close to midnight. You can also follow us on our social media channels. We have a Saratoga special on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow me on at Saratoga TL, uh, TL, my initials. And, uh, you know, I post it right away as soon as it goes live. And that's the, probably the best way to do it. Okay, well, I hope everybody listening to that's easy enough in these days of the internet to find out what you what you want to get. And I highly recommend that you get the Saratoga special. Um, and it's very interesting to listen to Tom Law's perception of, hey, let's take this lemon and make some lemonade. You know, we could put maybe a little bit more uh, content in there on the people that we're highlighting in the big races that are coming up because we're not under the gun to like boom, 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 boom and get to the printer. And, you know, Tom used to have his little, you know, uh, <laughs> printer's hat with the neon, with the green <laughs> thing through there. And he'd be churning them out with the, you know, the, the wet ink coming through and have a some 10-year-old <laughs> kid he was paying a quarter to deliver the next morning by 5 a.m. Uh, you know, now that you don't have to do those things, it's nice that you can kick back and, and, and relax a little bit, Tom Law. So, but all I can say is I'm sure that the, uh, the, the, the writing, the coverage will uh, be, well, it's always been high quality. It's hard to believe you can get any more quality than Saratoga special already is. But again, Tom, thank you so much. And I hope you do pass along my kudos to Tom Marks because this guy is phenomenal. Oh, I always do. And, uh, John, uh, appreciate you having me on again. I mean, we, you and I have been friends now uh, since I started at Thurber Times when we met back in uh, 2013, when I actually moved away from Saratoga down to 2013, 98, down to Lexington. And, Somehow we became friends and uh, fast friends, I think, and we've maintained that relationship, and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I could say it again this year. I need you to get up here to Saratoga. Uh, come visit. Come hang out. We'll hang out at the races. We'll do some regular guy uh, beer drinking and handicapping and, and enjoy ourselves. But in the meantime, uh, if you can – Keep doing what you're doing. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. It's going to be great, and we're going to get through it all. All right. Thanks a million. We've been talking with Tom Law from the Saratoga Special and many other uh, media outlets. Going to take a quick break, and we're coming back. We're going to be talking to our other Tom on the show, Tom Lamara. You're listening to Winning Ponies. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and a gentleman who has been no stranger to the show when he was in Lexington, uh, associated uh, with, with with the Blood Horse. I uh, uh, got to know Tom from uh, little old River Downs when he used to come up there, and every now and then he'd be a guest on the regular guy handicapping show. And uh, it was always a pleasure. Tom's a guy that's got a lot of respect for horsemen at every level. And right now he's kind of working in the mid-Atlantic region, uh, covering the race in there, I guess, as best he can with the limits we're, we're put under. Tom, how have you been? Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty good. Um, you know, the last four months or so have been like a twilight zone. Yep. Um, you know... A lot of people around here have taken a beating financially. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest here because, you know, um, you know, yes, I'm a very positive person, but uh, the racing industry around here has taken a beating. And, um, you know, the lack of, the lack of, I don't want to say a lack of direction, but there seems to be a lack of accurate information uh, to, you know, to point people on which way to go to handle this thing has been extremely disappointing. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, like each state has its own policies. That's fine. It's just that nobody knows what's accurate or what's not numbers-wise. And you know what, though? You know, we reopened. Uh, you know, uh, Laura was shut down for two and a half months, reopened at the end of May, racing two days a week. We're about ready to add a third. 
uh, you know, parks reopened, Delaware reopened, Charlestown was the first track to reopen. You know, racing goes on and uh, handles up, but the fact of the matter is, is that on-track handle is basically non-existent, which is not a good thing for persons. So I guess it's just a matter of rebuilding through a very, very difficult situation, and I don't think I'm going to say any more than that. I'm trying to be positive, but that's the reality. <laughs> well, it, it, and, and it is, and it is. What I didn't realize until the break there with Tom Law is that uh, you were one of the first people to uh, talk to him about, you know, professionally working in Kentucky. Yeah, Tom, I think, I think, and he could correct me, but I think he, were, he was working for the Saratogian maybe or something. I forget. But uh, he was at Belmont Park, and he'd applied for the job. That I actually, I was leaving that job to go to the Blood Horse, if I remember correctly. And Tom got hired to take uh, my position. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why he wanted to talk to. You. He's like, "You got Tom Lamar on next? Let me talk to him." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." You know, that's how we'll we'll spend the uh, commercial break. Well, um, I I know you're originally from Jersey, and so yes, you you probably <laughs> been, been to Monmouth Park a few times. Now, I was I was I only have. to Monmouth Park once, and that's when my brother Bob and I we were both living in Albany now I, we were living with uh, our aunts my we had seven kids so my Bobo's had a job there but um so he woke me up one day he said hey you want to go on a picnic and you know he's like my older brother he's you know about eight years older than me so you know I kind of looked up to him I'm like yeah sure sure he goes well hop in the car he says you can bring your pillow i know it's early and we'll go to a picnic <laughs> well it ended up being a picnic table at monmouth park <laughs> <laughs> that that's where the picnic was i think he just wanted somebody in the car with him when he drove down and back but uh no, i just remember monmouth being is a, a, <laughs> monmouth beautiful. Is a beautiful racetrack it's very yeah. big um actually new jersey was blessed between uh, monmouth the old Garden State was great, and the new one was, you know, was granted it was overbuilt, but it was extremely nice. And then there was Atlantic City, and of course Meadowlands. Uh, new Jersey was blessed at one time, but you know, Mammoth is the survivor. Meadowlands is still open, but it's you know it's mainly harnessed. So, well, you know, yeah, and and now it is fun when I see the races from Mammoth, and they they always. Uh, pan the camera down to that picnic area and i think yeah. of it i was probably about 10 years old or something like that i was like oh yeah that's where my brother bob took me but it was i remember having a fun time and uh the the food was good and but the they're going to be bringing racing now is mammoth park open to the public Yes, it is, but like limited basis, they they sold a certain amount of tickets for the Haskell. Um, I know they had like they sold five hundred, and then they reopened another five hundred, made another excuse me, made another five hundred available for the picnic area. So, you know, usually, you know, there's forty thousand plus at the Haskell, um, but you know, they need to limit it to 
I think their limit is two thousand, uh, which is what the casino limit is. I, it's something like that. But yes, some people will be there, but nowhere near as many as normally would. Okay, well, we'll find out. I mean, they they got one heck of a card there uh, on Saturday, and we'll, we'll try to get good. our team. We'll try to get our teeth into a couple of the races. And let's start with, with the uh, TVG.com Haskell. Grade one, million dollars on the line, plenty of derby points to go around. And I'll tell you what, if you would have asked me in, uh, I don't know, early April or nah, I guess it would be earlier than that with this COVID thing. But, you know, I, I, I thought Bob Baffert might have a four horse entry in the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. And now he might be down to authentic uh, who, uh, you know, has got Derby points, won the San Philippe, uh, ran second to honor AP in the San Anita Derby. Um, Mike Smith is coming in to ride. I don't know what that means for his quarantine, uh, after Saturday, if uh, he's just going to have to take, you know, 15 days off and then he can start right on the West coast again. I know he's going to miss some major races at Saratoga, but I see that Mike Smith has come in. So I'm taking an extra special look at some of the horses he's riding on Saturday. And obviously maybe he's thinking Kentucky Derby and it's worth rolling the dice. And Baffert said, look, if you go willing to you know, give up your quarantine and go to the Haskell for me. Uh, you win with authentic and you get to keep them out. I'm not sure if that's the game plan or not, but uh, w- without a doubt, uh, he-, he looks like the one to beat in here. Yeah, I'm sure that he will be the favorite. Um, you know, he was the favorite in the Santa and Anita Derby. Um, you know, and he got beat by a really nice horse. Um you know, we'll see. You know, his running style would seem to suit Monmouth, you know, like a lot of the Baffert horses do. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't play the horse to win. Um, but uh, one horse that intrigues me is uh, the Jerry Hollendorfer horse, Ancient Warrior. You know, Holl- mm-hmm. Hollendorfer's horses have, have run really well at Monmouth and, you know, uh, limited number of starts and, uh, he's never been two turns and, uh, you know, he closed at six and a half for long's last time. He's never run in the stakes either. Uh, but you know, he's clearly fast and I'm just thinking maybe if he gets out there, um, you know, his breeding would indicate that he could handle the distance. So I'm just looking at something different in this race. I don't think it's, it's not the strongest Haskell field I've seen. And, um, I don't know. The horse just intrigues me. And, uh, you know, he's got to be in here for a reason. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, at at, watching the chess game with Jackie's because, you know, pretty much everybody's got to stay at home. And uh, somebody like Joe Bravo, he's he's getting some nice mounts at uh, at Monmouth on Saturday. I'm not he always would. I mean, he's very popular there. But uh, he, he's picking up the mount on Dr. Post for uh, Todd Pletcher that has been ridden either by Johnny V or Irad Ortiz. And, uh, hey, if you run second to Tis the Law on the Belmont, uh, you're not exactly Swiss li- uh, <laughs> chopped liver, if you know what I mean. No, no. And, 
You know what? You know, he drew, you know, he drew the inside post. He's not that quick out of the gate, but he did go one turn last time. Yes, it was a mile and an eighth at Belmont, but that's kind of, um, you know, that's an anomaly. Uh, no, he, that horse looks, looks like he's got a great shot as well. You know, um, you know, he's never really run a bad race. You know, he had trouble in his first start sprinting, and then he went long. As the longer he went, the better he got. So, yeah, he looks fine. Yeah, he'll be one to watch. I mean, as all the quality roads are. Well, uh, let's try to get some more horses uh, from Tom Lamara here, and we'll go to uh, a very storied race, and that is the United Nation, a Grade One, three hundred thousand. We're going to the rare mile and three eighths on the uh, on, on the turf. And speaking of Mike Smith, he's substituting for. Florent Giroux, who believes he may just stay at Ellis Park. So he's getting the mount on Arclo that's got to uh, definitely be considered one of the favorites in here. Yeah. Uh, I, he isn't He isn't my, um, my top pick or my second pick, but, you know, clearly he's, you know, he's, you know, he's faced a lot of grade one and grade two horses and, uh, you know, I, I can't criticize the horse at all. Um, I went with Standard Deviation, um, who was two for two on the turf course at Monmouth. Um, you know, he, he raced okay in his first start coming back from Saudi Arabia, I believe. Uh, he ran second in Saudi Arabia on the turf. And uh, Trevor McCarthy picks up the mount, you know, Trevor rides a lot for Grand Motion, you know, at Laurel and at Delaware and other tracks in the Mid-Atlantic. And um, I think that this might be the spot for him. The other horse that I I think um, should do well here is Perrette, who seemed, uh, when he got stretched out, he, he really excelled. And um, that's a horse who is, uh, he trains at Fairhill, uh, Jorge Vargas, one with him in a stakes at Belmont at 38 to one. Yes. 38 to one last time. Uh, Jorge, you know, he, he, he hasn't won a race yet at Monmouth, which is odd. Um, but you, you know, uh, he's been second or third in more than half of his starts and he's just about due to break out. He's a very good rider. So. Yeah. And, and he's been on the horse. Well, Tom, yes, uh, I, I, I wished I'd, shut my pie hole earlier because I'm running out. <laughs> I, I, I got a minute left and I know you did some handicapping on the I Molly pitch, the Molly pitcher, which no, is the fort. Actually that isn't. No, the horse, the horse that I want to give out is in the Wolf Hill States, which is the turf sprint, the 13th yeah. race. Yeah. Uh, there's a horse in there called Dubini. Yes. Uh, who absolutely loves Monmouth. And, um, you know, and, uh, he, he, uh, he shipped to Churchill because of course there were no opportunities around here in the mid Atlantic to run on turf in May. And, you know, he's back home at parks with Kate Demazi. This is a very nice horse. He's had his issues, but when that horse is on, he is on. All right. Well, Tom, so, I got to get out of here and I All appreciate right. you spending time and, you know, setting the table for us and i and i hope you karen are do it doing well down there uh, all right stay safe my friend all right you too
All right. Well, thanks to Tom Law. Thanks to Tom Lamara. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Go to winningponies.com, pull down the winners. And remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.